Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and today I have a guest, Heidi, who is one of our program coordinators here and a mentor in a program, will be supporting us on this episode. Heidi, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about you. What should we know about you? Hi, Mark. Well, first, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, I think the most important thing to share is that, yeah, I am a mentor. Uh, Sage and I have been matched for almost two years now. And we attend um, the monthly Power Up sessions, uh, which we both very much appreciate for the uh, intentional conversations that we get to have um, in that space each month. We both find it easy to, um, you know, get caught up in like the fun conversations and like the checklist kind of conversations throughout the month, but workshop um, really allows us to sit and have a very intentional, uh, deeper conversation. Yeah, thank you for that. So this podcast is a precursor to next month's Power Up session. And if we could just kind of step back and talk about the background for this episode, we're recognizing that as human beings, we all have patterns and habits. And some of the patterns that we get engaged in, they serve us and they do well for us. And sometimes they don't. So we're going to talk about how can we use the power of friction to support us with our patterns. And so we know that patterns and habits are reoccurring behaviors that are shaped and influenced by our actions, by our thoughts, and by our emotions. And again, patterns and habits are necessary because it can provide a sense of familiarity and efficiency in our lives. A lot of times we'll talk about driving and how there will be times where I might drive a long distance and don't even remember maybe being on the road or passing the last three intersections uh, because we're kind of on autopilot because we're just familiar with the pattern of driving, of being on that road. So in certain ways, it supports us. uh, But again, it can really create some challenges as well. So we can get into what we call habit loops, which consist of cues or routines and rewards, which can ultimately shape our behaviors. And again, some of these can be good and some of these can be really harmful or not so helpful to us in our lives. For me, I recognize right now um, a few habits that I'm trying to work on are around uh, well-being. And I think about health and food intake. Uh, I tend to eat all throughout the day and sometimes I'll eat late into the evening and then I get an upset stomach and I don't sleep well. So I know that's a habit that I'm engaged in that's not really helpful. I also will go on Amazon and click the uh, the submit button on something on an order super quick, and then suddenly I look at my bank account and I go, "Where did all my money go?" Well, I know it went to Amazon. Uh, so, so those are two kind of habits that I, I know right now I'm really trying to be mindful of. I'm curious, habit Heidi, for you, what is a habit that um, you maybe find yourself engaged in that you'd like to change, and um, What's, what's having you get stuck in that habit? Well, for sure, the Amazon one. But <laughs> the one that I'll bring forward right now uh, is um, I have had a habit of um, waking up in the morning and going to my phone and and spending an awful lot of time on 
on Instagram and um, TikTok and just, yeah, spending a lot of time on those two apps in the morning uh, because it was easy, you know, and uh, sort of it was autopilot. Yeah. Um, instant gratification. Didn't have to don't have to think really. Yeah. Um, Good distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is absolutely a habit that I am working on um, changing. Yeah, I appreciate that. I am. I too am very familiar with the TikTok vortex. I, uh, I get stuck in that occasionally as well too. So it's really important that we have this awareness of our habits and we can start to really reflect and notice what are the things that I want to change in my life. And one of the ways that we can do that is through self-monitoring. So we can get mindful of, oh, I want to bring change in some area. And what am I doing or not doing that's bringing about the pattern or the habit that I'm stuck in? And so if you haven't had an an opportunity, mentors, to listen to the last episode, episode 51, we introduce you to the practice of self-monitoring as a way to have that self-awareness. So before we can even change, we have to recognize what are we doing currently or not doing that's helping us or getting in our way. So as I said, we're going to spend some time talking about friction and how can we harness the power of friction to help us when it comes to our patterns and our habits. So I'm curious, Heidi, as I just even say the word friction, what what comes to mind for you? Yeah, um, friction implies some kind of obstacle, resistance, basically like something isn't smooth and easygoing. Mm. Yeah, and, and as I kind of prepared for this episode, I was looking up the definition and some of the keywords you said, resistance, right? So in physics, friction is described as the resistance that one surface or objects and object encounters when moving over another. So the more friction that's present, the more resistance. So I really appreciate you bringing that word of resistance. And we think about personal development and bringing about change in our lives. Friction can act as a force, force of resistance that either hinders or can facilitate behavior change. So if we can think about reducing the energy required for those habits or patterns that are really healthy for us and constructive, we can make them more accessible and easier to adopt. So in a little bit, we're going to talk about what are some of the ways that we can make it less, have less resistance available for us. And then in contrast, if we're trying to maybe stop engaging in a pattern that's not helpful for us, it's hurting us, it's harming us. We can increase friction. We can increase the amount of resistance so it makes it more challenging for us to actually step into that pattern or stay in that pattern as long as we normally are staying in it. So this is our goal. Our goal is to think about how can we align and harness the power of friction with our intentions and our values so that we can be up to the things we want to be up to so we can achieve the desired outcomes that we're setting out for. So we just think about this idea of reducing friction to step into more healthy, supportive, and constructive patterns. Some examples of that could be thinking about uh, designing an organized workspace that allows us to promote focus and productivity. So maybe I notice when I'm at my desk, I get really distracted really easily. It's hard for me to get into things. 
And then when I look at my environment on the desk, I go, well, this makes sense. I don't have my tools easily accessible where I need them. Uh, maybe I need an extra monitor so that I can I can use dual screen. So what are all the things that I can take on to make it more organized so I can step into the pattern of focus and productivity quicker? Another one could be by using support groups or a partner to help hold us accountable. So where sometimes I notice I, I struggle with motivating myself, well, if I can get others to help be a motivation and a support and a reminder for me that can help facilitate movement and action toward that pattern that I want. Curious, Heidi, for you as you think about reducing friction, taking away resistance, do you have any examples of what that could look like? Yes. Um, As a matter of fact, as part of my a morning routine makeover that I've recently <laughs> been working on. I have um, I've actually scheduled the time um, on my phone calendar for the morning to 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 let me know to tr- track like what are, what are the things that I decided I wanted to do instead of looking at social media and. When I do that, by doing that, when I grab my phone in the morning, I can see, oh, from 6 to 6.30, I'm doing this. From 6.30 to 7, I'm doing that. And that also makes it easy, right? Like that whole idea that I don't have to think too hard. Okay, well, no, that's what I'm doing. Okay. And then I follow it. And I get those reminders um, through my phone as well. Yeah, I love that. So it's a great example of how we can use technology. And there's so many different applications out there that help us with tracking our habits or maybe reminding us to to take actions like drinking water, moving our bodies, getting a good night's rest. And then as you were sharing, I was thinking about another example of something that can help us to reduce friction Uh, could be about like preparing in advance for things. So perhaps I'm somebody who struggles getting to the gym in the morning. And part of the challenge is because I'm trying to find my workout clothes and then I don't know where my water bottle is. And so if we could prepare the night before, we lay everything out, have it right there, it's much easier for me to step into that activity of exercise than if I hadn't prepared. So again, the importance here of reducing friction is to remove barriers. What's getting in the way or making it harder for us to take on those constructive patterns? And then we can also use friction in the reverse direction. So we can think about what are the habits or patterns that I know are harming me that I want to deter myself from stepping into? So how can I put more resistance in the way, more friction to make it more difficult to step into those patterns. So some examples are we can place physical barriers in the way to prevent us from getting to something. So for me, I have a sweet tooth. I love candy. Sour Patch Kids look out. (laughs) And um, I, I do have them around, but something that's been helping me is I put them, though, really far back in the back of the pantry so that they're out of sight, kind of out of mind. And then occasionally I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get them. But I have to go past all of these other healthier items to get to there. So it's kind of using friction in both ways, pulling the healthy items front, right? So it's easier to get them, less friction, and then putting more friction by putting that candy in the back. 
We can also do things like introducing time delays, so creating more time between an impulse and an action. So we both talked about kind of online shopping being a pattern or a habit that, that's challenging for us. And so we can you know, put things in our shopping cart and give ourselves a time frame. Say, I have to leave it in here for at least 48 hours before I can hit the order button. And that gives me two full days to really think about and reflect on, is this something I really want to buy? Do I have the capacity? Do I really need this? Do I have the financial means? Another one is we can you know, encourage self-reflection through journaling or mindfulness exercises. So by engaging in intentional practices that allow us to notice and observe and tap into our witness, that's going to help us see where we want to bring about change. Um, so I'm curious, Heidi, for you, do you have any ideas or examples of how one can increase friction to deter maybe a harmful pattern? Sure. So back to the shopping. <laughs> um, another thing Another thing you can do, which I am doing, it helps me, uh, is I am very susceptible to the Instagram marketing, <laughs> I find. Um, and in, in, in particular for specific stores that I really I really enjoy shopping from and so they do new releases right new product releases and they're heavily marketing it on the Instagram and <laughs> uh, and then I'm all caught up in the hype and all of a sudden I'm buying all these things that I don't really really need uh, so what I have worked on doing is um, not following those favorite stores on mm. Instagram so I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing all of that hype on every new release. Yeah. Um, I also like make sure I'm not following, like I don't subscribe to their emails either, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't see it, then I probably don't want it or need yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so by creating that, making it harder for me to see what's new and exciting, I like um, it helps put that barrier, that friction in yeah. place for me. Great example. So that's an example of how we can modify our environment to allow us to not step into those more harmful patterns. And so here, when we think about increasing friction, the purpose is to interrupt those automatic or undesirable behaviors. And I think both of you and I recognize like, oh yeah, when we're stuck in these patterns, it's because we're on autopilot. So if we can create more resistance, we can start to notice and observe or interrupt the autopilot and be more intentional about how we want to respond. So as we think about our own mentees, how can we support them with harnessing the power of friction? Well, again, if we want to know where we want to create that resistance or reduce the, the, the resistance, we really have to understand what are our youth wanting to be up to? What are their goals? What are some of the challenges they're having in life currently? And we can do this through active listening and really get a sense of what is it that they want in their lives to be different. Uh, before we start even talking about resistance or friction, we got to know what do they want to change? And we can then start to collaborate and explore ways to reduce friction. So if we know that they're stuck in a pattern that's really harmful, what are the barriers that they can put in the way to slow them down or maybe prevent them from stepping into that pattern altogether? 
and perhaps there's a pattern that they want to take on that they see as helpful and 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 going to support them in getting closer to their goals so what are all the ways we can reduce the friction or reduce the resistance how can we help them to make it easier and the benefit for us as mentors is we have more experience more years of wisdom and so we can bring them some additional ways to work with friction Heidi, uh, any other advice as a former, as a current mentor that you would share for mentors listening around how they could support their mentees when it comes to power friction? Yeah, that last piece of what you said, um, I think, is important to remember because sometimes our mentees are not quite there yet where they can articulate, you know, uh, how they want to use friction or, you know... Um, they're just not ready yet to come up with their own examples or they don't really quite understand how it applies yet to their life. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't or they won't. It's just maybe in the moment that you're having the conversation or whatever, they, they're just not able to tap into it yet. So what I find can be helpful is by sharing my own um, development with the topic friction um, and like what I am personally doing in my own growth it helps model for them and then they're like oh okay yeah I see how that's working for you and it kind of opens up some new ideas for them that maybe they don't talk about it in that moment but they may come back later and be bring it back to you and be like well you know now I'm doing this and yeah. I'm trying this um, so the value of modeling and being open and vulnerable with our youth, I think, is very important in all of these types of, um, you know, personal development uh, things that we are doing. Um, and a reminder that we're all continually a work in progress. Yes, 100%. And I appreciate you bringing that, the, the role modeling piece, because that really leads us our call to action for mentors and why we encourage our mentors if they have the time and the capacity to listen to these podcasts before the upcoming workshop because it gives them some time to practice being in the topic being in the work and then you're right we bring more credibility to it we bring more support we bring more validation and and it really is going to support us in helping them if we're already doing it ourselves so to that point, our call to action then, mentors, is we do encourage you to sort of think about what's a pattern that you want to bring about change in life today and think about and take steps to either create friction, to either make it harder to step into that more harmful pattern, or find a way to reduce friction to step into a more healthy or supportive pattern that you want to take on. And then we ask that you then support your mentee in starting to get clear on what it is that they want to be up to in life and how can they use friction to support them in that direction. And then, of course, we invite you to connect with your program coordinator, which could be Heidi, and share your takeaways from this podcast. And so, Heidi, I do want to thank you so much for taking the time to record this episode with me. Oh, thank you, Mark, so much for having me on today. I appreciate the, the invite and the opportunity. Of course. And mentors, we do want to thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.